You're listening to the Fanboy Garage Podcast. Welcome to the Fanboy Garage. I'm Chris Lasanti, joined by my co-host Aaron Varola. Yo, what's up, folks? Welcome to episode 178 of the Fanboy Garage. Hope everyone is doing well. Um, so yeah, so we've been we've been on a little break, um, but uh, we will talk a bit about Thor: Love and Thunder and some of the reactions happening there, as well as its uh, second outing at the box office and figure out. Uh, whether or not this thing has legs and whether or not it's relevant or not. And then we'll talk a little bit about some of the commentary swirling around Marvel's phase four. Um, but we'll start there and then we'll see where the road takes us. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I actually just saw, saw this movie yesterday. Um, so it's very fresh in my, in my mind, but I mean the, the let's start before we get into our thoughts and opinions on this thing. Um, because I, I have not really been on social media much in the last couple of weeks, uh, but I have seen a couple of things here and there, and and of course a lot of it is predictable uh, for me. But you know, so Thor had a, a pretty big opening weekend right at the box office. I think it was mm-hmm. like what, like a hundred, yeah, forty five like, million like or something like that. Fifth largest MCU opening. Or yeah. Something like that. And, you know, this week is the second week. It had a everyone's losing their minds for some reason. And I'll I'll get into the why I say for some reason part in a minute. But they're losing their minds over the second week drop, which was and, and again, this is Sunday night. So w- we won't know really until the actuals come in because mm-hmm. it, it could, you know, if it overperformed slightly, um, then this could be. A different conversation, but like it was sixty eight percent drop, right? It did about forty six million dollars uh, right. estimated this weekend, and and everyone's losing their minds of this as if we haven't seen this pattern before, and which is odd because maybe people don't realize it because for some reason, like everybody's just like losing their minds over this movie and, yeah. and because of the reviews and stuff, but like Doctor Strange had a 67% drop. Spider-Man No Way Home had a 67.5. So essentially a six, practically the same right. second week drop as this movie. And, you know, it's not uncommon for July releases in the MCU to have these types of big drops. Yeah. Um, I don't really understand why this is a big deal. Uh, and I've seen articles and, and things about this like, oh, this is... It, it's like, what is the, what, where is, like, what am I missing here? Like, what is the the, the difference? Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I, it's probably just that the combination of people's, uh, people's reactions to the film and some of the, some of the commentary, the opinionated commentary around the kind of style or type of movie this Thor film is. Yeah. And I mean, we can get into all of that. that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is interesting because people don't want to see they don't want to see that the the natural trend that these other films have taken, which have gone off to become multi-million, hundred, hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars um, at the box office. And, you know, they're all 
you know, everyone's becoming like drama queens. Oh, it's phase four is off the rails. There's no who no one understands what direction it's going in. I don't get it. Uh, calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, calm down. It's not that serious. And, yeah, and not only that, but so the movie's essentially at $500 million worldwide after two weeks. And I just, no, actually, I just looked. It's, uh, did, I, I saw something that said it was like 713. No, that's, that's, I think what they probably think it's going to finish at. Because uh, I think it's two hundred thirty-three million or something domestic. Two thirty-three and four hundred and seventy-nine million. So that... right now, worldwide, it's sitting at seven hundred and twelve, almost seven hundred thirteen million. Really, I yeah. saw four. I the last number I saw was like four ninety-seven. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. Well, that's box office. Is that is that's that bo- that's box office mojo? Is that accurate? That looks. Hold on, this is interesting because, because <laughs> um, let me see something here. I'm just checking yeah. another site because I I had seen something where they they were saying that they thought the film might finish. Yeah, that's wrong. Okay. So I for some reason box office mojo. Is reporting the 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 total like the global number the global. as the overseas number? Gotcha. Because the global number, it, like the the international number, uh, is actually overseas is two hundred sixty four million. So it's it's right now it's at a four hundred ninety seven point nine million global. Gotcha. So I don't know why Box Office Mojo has that. <laughs> yeah, because I was gonna. I was going to say that the, the right now they're projecting this to do about 300 million domestic and about 700 million overseas. And then keep in mind that's without China. Wait, they're saying 300. Domestic? I'm sorry, 700 throughout oh. 300 domestic because it's already 233, right? So you figure even if it starts to really drop off. I mean, that's a substantial drop off. If that, I mean, if that's well, I mean, you got to figure that's only what six. That's sixty. It's uh, yeah, it's what, about 70, 60, 67 million, something like million, that. Something like that. Right. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know about that. It mean, it, what it put 46, if it continues to drop. Right. Yeah. It I mean, the thing is with bit. the word amount because of the cinema score, which is a B plus, which is not great for superhero right. films. And because of like the, the audience scores not being the audience metrics for this are not fantastic. So I, I guess you're figuring if it continues to drop, mm. You know, big, but but even still, even if it does over three three hundred million, like whatever that it finishes at, Thor Ragnarok finished at three hundred, I think fifteen million or something like that domestic, and about eight hundred fifty million worldwide. So it'll fall short of at least worldwide. It's going to fall short of Ragnarok, but that's without China. Yeah. So Thor Ragnarok made like a hundred ten or a hundred fifteen million dollars in China. So, you know what I mean? Like, so that's another thing. So it, this movie isn't going to, I don't think, unless it really just falls off a cliff. Yeah. I don't think this movie is going to fall so far short apples to apples, right? So taking China out of the equation, because that's fair. I don't think it's going to fall that far short of Ragnarok where everyone's like all of a sudden needs to be losing their minds over this. And some of the yeah. narratives that I've seen around this movie and the box, it's like, I, I really feel like, and I know Ron Diesel had sent us a tweet Mm-hmm. Talking about like how he he is he's 
going to wait this one out to when it hits uh, Disney Plus and and talking about how he's seeing people talk about fatigue and stuff and or or oversaturation and I'm you know yeah. I and I've seen people talk about this and I I don't understand why we are still talking about Marvel fatigue. It, there is no such thing as Marvel fatigue. No. There will never be such a thing as Marvel fatigue. There has never been such a thing as Marvel fatigue. And I don't know why. I feel like people are almost trying to will that into existence. Yep. Like, how do you... I like, mean, did we just forget that Spider-Man No Way Home set box office records? Yeah. That that movie did $1.9 billion without China and Russia? Right. That Doctor Strange... In the multiverse of madness, just did over nine hundred and fifty million worldwide without China and Russia. Yeah, like yeah. W- where is the fatigue? I, I I'm yeah, missing. I don't, it. I don't get it. I think it's I. I and then yeah, Thor. This movie just did a hundred and forty-five million dollar opening weekend, the fifth like largest in the MCU. Right, right. You know, it's it's a very funny thing because I I was saying something along the lines on Twitter when this movie dropped, but like that that loud minority of people. That are screaming, wishing, willing this thing to fail. They're they're very very loud. They are very very loud, and they are skewing the narrative, in my opinion. It's, well, but they're I mean, yeah, but I think people have to be better than you know. We have to start to be able to filter that crap out at yeah, this point because I can't. I don't. You know, I, you know. I saw it all over the place. Uh, you know, fr- even friends who haven't seen are like, oh, you know, I heard about this and. You know, what, 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 what is it all, what does it all mean? What is it? And I'm like, I really think that Marvel is in a place of confidence and they don't have to, they're not trying to culminate all of these films into one team up film. They're not doing Avengers films anymore. Right. Or, or if they are not for a while anyway. No, no. I mean, they're they're, They have essentially said, you know what? We're going to take. All of the storylines for these characters, storylines for those characters, and we're going to create like culminating moments for these groups of characters. Right. And they're not going to intersect with each other until we need them to. But for now, like you're going to enjoy watching Clea and Doctor Strange run off and go into uh, whatever the I forget the negative zone or whatever that they're going into to fight incursions. And Thor, or, or I'm sorry, Star Fox and the Eternals are going off into that direction. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all cosmic. Yeah, well, they and they said that. And, but, you know, seeing people, like, react to this and react to Phase 4, it, it's so obvious why we just re- don't learn from history. Yeah. Because, like, people don't remember history. Or don't know how to put it in context. Like, do you remember how this whole thing started? Like, understand that phase four is essentially like the new phase one. Right. You know, like it is a reset there. There, you know, the infinity saga is over. That was the culmination of all of that. And now we are in this new phase four, which is is not so much a continuation of anything. It is a reset. In a lot of ways, you know, we're going to be introduced to a lot of new characters. You're going to see familiar characters in, you know, kind of new settings and things like that. And and it's it's really not phase four is not going to like you said, it's not going to culminate in an Avengers movie. Right. Right. You know, it's just going to all of this is going to build to something 
whatever that may be, right? Yeah, or Secret some wars or some things, right? However, they're going to wind up doing this. And because, I mean, and that's kind of how they should be doing it. I mean, we just I, I, did the Infinity Saga stuff and we just did, yeah. you know. And those were like a small, like if you think about it, when you look at the Marvel universe, okay, when we think about all the characters that have been created and developed that are all now sitting pretty under the Marvel moniker, there are so many characters. We just did in Avengers, we did Avengers movies, like three of those, or Technically, three point five, well, four of those. Um, we did those with a small group of core characters, right? Well, it, so it grew over time, but yeah, yeah. But there's so many different until they all came together, right? But there's so many different groups of people and different characters and you know factions of. We, I mean, we just learned about some a new group of people in in Miss Marvel, the clandestines, right? <laughs> Like that's those are some deep cuts for people that are like Marvel lovers and have been reading comics for years. Like they're going into some crazy territories and they can do it. Yeah, they've, they've got the carte blanche to do whatever they want. Yeah, and it it still just amazes me too how people keep the same people that complain about the Marvel formula and all of this like. Hate when it's broken. Yeah. Like when they, when they break it apart. What yep. do you want of it? You just want this to you wanted phase four to be five films and then an Avengers film? Is that yep. what you like you, you wanted? Like you wanted it to be six films or and then a big event? Like is that like I don't get like let them tell you the story. Stop trying to write the story yourself. Stop trying to figure out what the story is and just let them tell you the damn story. Like I feel like people have become the equivalent of that person that sits in the movie, sits down to watch a movie and all they do is ask you questions throughout the entire damn movie. Like my that's wife. what everybody has become. <laughs> that was my wife uh, my, and my daughter now. Let you know what I mean? That. Like they're Lisa, the people. Yeah, what's they, going on? just I'm the movie instead of you. letting right, instead of letting you letting the story be told and letting them tell you the story, they need somebody to explain the entire story to them, or or they want to write it themselves or whatever. Like, how difficult is this to just go to movies and and watch them? And it's not saying you have to like every movie. You know, it's not yeah. saying that you have to. That's different. That's a different thing. But my point is just like let them tell you the story. Like, why are you losing sleep over? Where this is all headed? Who yeah, cares? They'll I, get I, I there think, when they get there. I think we. I think, in fairness, we've been conditioned to think like that because you know, phases one, two, and three all had little things that were kind of like all in the same direction, right? It was all leading to the Infinity War, and I think, I think, folks, over those ten years, and that's that's a significant period of time, we've all been conditioned to think about that. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a free spirit in that when I watch these films i don't at first i was like oh what you know the stringer you know the the teaser trailers or the stringer the stringer moments uh at the end you know the mid credits or post credits stuff whatever you know we've been conditioned to kind of like take the cues from where they're going to go from there but they've been so unique yeah in phase four and very and actually unique and very specific to the characters of the story that we just watched then i'm like okay that becomes either an antagonist for that character or that's going to set that ca that character up for his next or her next adventure. It's not right. it's not been a big thing. I think Loki was a little different because Loki like basically burst the doors off of the whole, you know, the multiverse thing and 
if Kang is the big bad for for all of these characters, and I'm 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 waiting to see how they're going to make that happen. But like, I'm enjoying everything that we're getting so far. Like, I, I'm literally like, this is fine. I and maybe it's because. I grew up reading the, the Marvel comic books, although technically I was more of a DC fan. Like I actually went through most of my comics, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I was I was a diehard D DC person." But like, I just like the way that these stories are sort of rolling out, and it's not—they've diversified recently, yeah. big time, actually. Yeah, Eternals is a very different film from from Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder is a very different film from you know Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Every show that we've gotten has been different, you know, for the ones that are popping mm -hmm. up on Disney Plus. And I, I see like, you know, I like this I, I because I feel like if you were a comic book reader, some people gravitated towards different artists or different writers. They like the story that, you know, that that writer took that character on. And then when it was over, a different writer picked it up and did something different with it. Like, I feel like that's where we are now. In this in this place yeah. where like the artists, meaning the directors and the producers are, are allowing folks to come up with their own creative sort of inputs on these films and the direction that these characters are going and putting and putting them, you know, sending sending them off. And I'm cool with it. It's all gravy. Feige's still yeah. in control of shit. You, I and, mean, people and are, not only that, but... Uh, Feige's, like, losing his stuff. No, Feige knows what he's doing. Well, Feige, <laughs> I mean, again, like... Had like, did I not live through Spider-Man: No Way Home and Doctor Strange doing massive box office? Like, I, I feel like everyone's just like ignoring that. Like, like somehow that doesn't those two movies that just came out don't count, right? Like, as if like somehow Marvel's lost their way because you know, I mean, they also reintroduced a character in Shang Chi. Like still when theaters were not fully open yet, that made yeah. really good money at the box office. You know, like, I mean, we're talking about Eternals being really the one movie that that has not done that well. Right. You know, and that was a I mean, that was a a huge swing. Yeah. For that. Huge and, swing. But tell me people didn't get all crazy that there were, Eter you know, not Eternals, uh, uh, Celestials sitting in Thor. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, well, and and I, again, I, we heard this though. Like after Eternals, everyone started talking about Marvel fatigue again, and right. oh, it's too much and so. But then, like, they had two movies in a row that did huge business, and it's like just enough. Like, not every Marvel film has set the box office on fire, right? You know, even, I mean, we've had Ant Man movies. Yeah, you've had Ant-Man movies that have done okay. You've had, Doc you had the first Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange that movie, did okay. Yeah. You know, you had the I mean, even in Phase One. I mean, obviously the, the things were a lot different back then, especially overseas. But like, not all of those movies set the world on fire at the box office. Right. So I mean, it's like this has happened before. It's like not every Marvel film has to make a billion dollars. Thor, Thor Love and Thunder. I mean, Thor uh, Dark World was not great. Right. There's. I mean, there's a there are a couple of you know yeah. ugly stains. Yeah, so it's on, like on, on the on the on Marvel. Yeah. I, I feel like people are like expecting every movie now to be like Avengers, or it's somehow like things are broken. And it's like no, this is ex pretty much Marvel is exactly where they've always been. Yeah. There are some movies that are going to be that are going to be do good box office. There are some movies that are going to set records, and then there are other movies that are just going to kind of be there and they'll be fine and they'll do okay business. And you know, 
uh, and that's yeah. just that's kind of how they've always been. It's this is nothing new. Nothing is changing with the MCU. Nothing is changing with Marvel Studios. Like right. business wise, the only thing that's honestly changing is creatively. Things are a little bit more open now, and that's something that people had always wanted. But now they have it, and now they're complaining about that. And it's like, again, and I I mean, I know on Twitter you had put a post about it. I made the analogy. It's the same thing like with Star Wars, right? Like with The Force Awakens. Like there were people that were like, oh, this is too much like A New Hope. Uh, You know, I don't like it. It's not original. And then The Last Jedi came out, and people were like, this isn't basically complaining because it wasn't enough like The Empire Strikes Back. This is the Star Wars that I remember. Yeah, it's like, well, what what do you want exactly? Like, you know, like... So it's like uh, you can't allow we, we have to get to a point where like you, you start to you have to just throw social media discourse out the window because it's like you're never going to win because there's always going to be people that are going to have these like trying to make their hot takes and trying to have these like dissenting opinions, well, you know, and you don't well, even know who thing. that. Yeah, and Marvel Marvel right now is, sit, is sitting at the top. I mean, they are the they are the. You know, the ones everyone are taking their cues from in terms of the, the superhero genre. Like, let, let, let's be honest, right? They're, they are the most successful, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to – everyone wants to hate the winner. That's just kind of how it is. I guess. But at you what, what point I mean? do you do you just tip your hat and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not ever going to like you, but I tip your hat. I tip my hat to you and understand what you're doing and the oh, success. Yeah, that takes a lot of. <laughs> I don't know if that takes too much humanity to do that. that. Yeah, nah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I, get I don't it. think so. I mean, even when you, you know, I, I, I just, it's a, it's a, it's a sad state of affairs when you think about that. And I think I, I've said it before. It, it's baked into the Marvel DC thing from from comic books, right? And, and how people connect to these characters, I think, and you know, they, they want their team quote-unquote, their team to win. Um, I don't care. I love the Batman. I'm hoping for for a, a new Superman. I'm interested in Black Adam. You know, I'm going to be there to see those films. I'm interested to see what Aquaman does. Joker 2, whatever the F that movie's going to be, sounds interesting. Maybe. I don't know. But, like, when it comes down to good old family fun and, like, you know, checking stuff out. Like, I'm gonna watch the Marvel films. And in fairness, I mean, like, look, you, you know, a lot of a lot of where folks take their comic cues are from some of the older DC stuff, the Warner Brothers stuff. So, like, everyone's playing for the same team. It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. You're getting some great stuff on on. And if it's not for you, that's cool. It's not for you. Fuck off. Go do something else, man. Like, who cares? If it's not for you. Good for you. Find something that is, but don't shit on the stuff that other people people like him. And I think that's the other thing is that people well, are like, "Oh, look, look at that! Look, sixty eight percent drop. Huh? Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna fail." Like, I don't, you I people? don't think it. Look, there's nothing wrong with if you want to like crap on something you didn't like because you d- just you didn't like the quality of it. That's fine. That's it. You know, that's something people will talk. We've done that. You know, talk about debate things. You know, we didn't like yeah. a movie. We liked the movie. Whatever. But like, I'm. You know, this is like. You're trying to create a narrative, like a false narrative of failure. Right. At, with not applying any context or history or anything to, to back it up, just throwing out numbers that you think 
are bad and and without even realizing like did you actually do some research to to take a look and see that the second week drop of this movie was almost identical to the percentage wise to the drops of the previous two movies like have you actually dug deep to see where this movie is trending and what it might be projected to finish at versus where it like what came before it and all that stuff like no right away you they throw out a number that they think is a negative number and they or they see something and, and look to be fair i've seen screen rant i've seen yeah forbes sending out disingenuous tweets because it gets people talking and their hot takes and you know what shame on them because they're supposed to be reputable yeah. And they're, they're clearly not. They've clearly both no, fallen victim to, yeah, to discourse and stuff yeah. and throwing out, you know, just disingenuous headlines focusing on that 68%, which is, got, which is what I think is driving a lot of this. But, you know, that's why it's important to have these types of conversations when it comes to this stuff to actually apply proper context and apply history and put, just try to explain to people what this stuff means. Don't just read a headline I mean, by now we should all know you don't just read the damn headline. <laughs> yeah, but that's but it's so it's so funny because that's what, exactly what social media is, anyways. Read the headline. Oh yeah. Draw your yeah. summary. Draw your conclusion based on what that headline is, even though it, most of the time it's clickbait, and people start to pontificate on like, oh yeah, that was a shitty movie, anyways. Blah blah blah. Hey, <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you? Well, read? that's what. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> and that's the thing, and that's why. You almost it's it's almost impossible now to have any type of you know any type of intelligent discourse or anything on social media because it's just all headline versus and and you know these sites know that that's all people take and they just want the retweet you know and they want the comment so that they can and so that's where a lot of this is coming from you know and it's not just like trolls on social media it's now it's reputable or supposedly or once reputable sites are out there playing the game too. And it, right. you know, that's when you start to say like, at what point do you check out and just say, Hey, you know what? Let's just watch movies and enjoy them or not or whatever. But you know, I mean, you know, what, what is, what are we doing? What game are we playing here? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's silly. It really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, just to, to go into a couple of other things though, on the box office, of note, um, Top Gun Maverick. It's over 1.2 billion worldwide. It is officially the most successful movie in Paramount history. Wow! And Jurassic World Dominion um, is now over 900 million worldwide. Uh, which means, I guess, does that mean there's Jurassic World fatigue? I don't know. But so we have it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, was never really huge into that, but, um, yeah. So, so that's kind of. Oh, and the, the Minions movie is doing ridiculous business, which is pretty I, cool. Sh- sh- I don't want my kids to know about it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, all right. So I guess we can get into. Let's get into this movie. Our yeah, thoughts and opinions and all that stuff. So having now had that we've gotten into all of that, gone into all of that whole spiel that, that we just went into about this, um, it's it's going to be I, funny now to hear me say that I, I went to see this movie yesterday and I thought it was just okay. Yeah. Uh, and 
you know, I I I liked the second half a lot better than the first half. Um, <clears throat> there were some things in the second half that I really liked a lot. Um, but I and I I actually felt like, you know, and I've been a big proponent of comedy, right? I've 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 hated the whole narrative of that. Like, if there's too many jokes in a movie, then somehow people are going to hate it because I don't get it. I don't know why people don't have senses of humor. Maybe it's because comedy is probably my favorite genre of film. I don't know, but I, I've never been one of these people that's like, there's no place for laughter and comedy in superhero movies. Never been that person. However, the jokes need to land and they also need to, I think, be in like proper context and they need to feel like they fit mm-hmm. and or they're organic. And I felt like in this movie, most of the jokes didn't land and it they just didn't seem to fit. Like, you know, I used to have this conversation with wrestling fans all the time because, uh, you know, when WWE was like trying to be overly comedic and stuff, they would be, and, and even AEW, like in their first year or so was doing all these goofy comedy and people are like, oh, how come you don't have a problem? You know, it's like you have such a big problem with that. What's wrong with like comedy? And I'm like, well, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, I love laughter. I love comedy. And I like it in wrestling. But like Roddy Piper's my favorite wrestler of all time. He was the reason why I became a wrestling fan. He was funny. But mm. he was funny in the context of pro wrestling. You know, he was just like a funny guy that happened to be in pro wrestling. And you know, like even in more modern times, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, like they were funny. Yeah. But yeah. in the context of pro wrestling, like my problem with comedy and wrestling is when it's done as a scripted like sketch comedy like where they're trying to be Saturday Night Live or something like that like because then it feels out of place it doesn't feel organic it feels like people are acting it just feels stupid same thing here like I, I felt like a lot of the comedy in this movie was overly slapstick and almost like like later years Mel Brooks type stuff mm. and I love Mel Brooks although you know, later years, his stuff wasn't as great, obviously. Um, but yeah, like it was just too much. And mm. I didn't think a lot of it landed for me. Um, and in fact, I, I went to see it with my girlfriend and, and even, you know, she was like, yeah, I didn't really. And, and we had just watched Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness a couple of oh, weeks yeah. ago. Oh, God. You know, <laughs> and she really loved it. And, and she was yeah. like laughing. You know, she liked the comedy in that. Because again, it was more organic. And right. it felt natural. Like here, she was like, wow, I didn't think any of that, the jokes, any of the laughter, like any of that comedy landed for me. She's like, I didn't. Mm. And I, I felt the same way. And then uh, you looked over at her and go, I love you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I just, um, you know, I also felt like pacing wise, like I, I, I thought that the Jane Foster stuff um, was abrupt. Mm. Like... It's like we we see her. She's getting chemo. Then, like she hear the, she hears Milnier, right? And she sees a book, and all of a sudden, like she's she's um, she's the mighty Thor, right? You know, and it's like okay. Uh, and I thought that even the Christian Bale stuff, Gore, I thought. That that I thought he was really good, and I thought the character was cool, but I thought that was kind of abrupt too. Like I I felt like I needed to have like at least ten more minutes with that character, where like I could actually see him just going on a tear, like killing gods. 
Mm. You know, and and give me a little bit. Of, and what was the um, the thing that he was after? Eternity is that what that was? Yeah, that I, I needed more about that because like it's like they just someone mentions it and they're like, oh, what's that? And they're like, oh, well, it's this, and, and it's like, well, that seems mm-hmm. pretty major. So like we could have gotten a little bit more on that. I felt like um, so the stuff that I actually did enjoy uh, mo- again, mostly in the second half. Uh, when it got a little bit more serious, uh, like when they're, when it goes like black and white yeah, that's and, dope. and you're getting like little touches of color here or there, like I yeah, thought that yeah. was awesome. I thought that looked gorgeous. I thought it was amazing. I thought some of the action sequences were cool. Again, some of the stuff towards the end was good. Um, but overall, yeah, I just was like, all right, this is like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't even know that like maybe on on multiple rewatches I may not even think it's particularly good, <laughs> um, but I didn't like hate it, you know. Like I I was entertained by, yeah, by portions of it, you know. And by the end I was like, all right, that was you know that was fine. Um, but yeah, man, that beginning was just like I don't know, it was uh, not really working for me. Was that where they were telling the story of? No, I don't mean like the oh. very beginning. I uh, mean just like the open, like the first half really the whole thing about well and even like the stuff when they go and they they meet zeus right yeah, yeah and yeah. it's russell crowe like you know he was fine but like to me he was like one step away from being dom de as caesar in history of the world part one like i was waiting for him to like rip a fart you know what i mean like he was it was just like really goofy <laughs> yeah that whole thing was goofy um, I mean, the movie the movie is completely like is exactly that it's a goof it's a goof film right like like more so than i think thought you know thor like the whole thing where he uh he sees gene for the first time and then he he, he like modifies his costume with these big yeah <laughs> the big headpiece and all that stuff like i was like oh shit okay we're going there um i mean look i thought it was i thought it was cute i had fun with it is it something that like sticks to the ribs for me? No. You know, do I feel like I'll be honest, I haven't really watched many Marvel films lately over again. Like I haven't watched The Eternals again. I, well, yeah, I I still I'm working through I haven't it. I haven't watched. The only one I've watched was Spider-Man. I haven't and Shang-Chi. I haven't watched uh Doctor Strange again. It's not because these films are like bad or that I didn't like them or they're just like fine you know what i'm saying like they're not like and 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 that's the thing like i feel like these are fine these are these are decent stories i read you know it's like i almost said i read them um i watched them okay cool on to the next thing you know what i mean like i don't i whereas i and i don't know if that's ever changed i I don't know if i've uh, my viewing of marvel films has been like oh my god i gotta watch all that stuff yeah that's always kind of been a thing for me i've never really been there have been some that I've yeah, like Spider Man was the one like I, I gotta watch that again, but I've only watched it once since I've since I've seen it in theaters. Yeah, I've seen it twice since I saw it in theaters. Yeah, the first time I rewatched it, I was like, okay, and then the second those time moments I, don't hit like they did. In yeah, the although the second time I rewatched it, I actually I rewatched it with with my girlfriend who hadn't seen it. Oh man, you're taking her through the whole Marvel catalog, huh? So yeah, so well, she's a fan of That's these great. movies, but I, 
I actually, so she got, was getting all excited. Like, so we're kind of like seeing it for the first time because she got all excited when Charlie Cox showed up. You know, she got all excited when Tommy McGuire, like, so like that made me, the third viewing might've actually been my favorite viewing (laughs) of it because like, it was like, you know, you get to kind of digest a lot of it, but also like I did get that feeling of yeah. like watching well you're like again. probably like looking at her out the corner of your eye like are you gonna, are you gonna react, you gonna react? <gasps> yeah yes, you're reacting. yeah you're exactly that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah but nah, uh i mean it's you know look it's it's taika waititi doing his thing you know there are some moments i agree i think that were like stupid for lack of a better word, there were some moments I was like, wow, that's really creepy. Like when he's talking to the kids, when Gore's talking to the yeah, children. Yeah, yeah. Creepy as shit. Yeah. I want, I, I did want more of Gore. I wanted to, you know, to your point, I wanted to see what he was doing to take down some of these gods. Right. Um, You know, but like they really make Thor to be like a stupid jock. Yes. And that gets a little old sometimes. It does. It does now because it's it, like Yeah. Because like because what it does what it does do is it diminishes his arc. Yes. As as like a full fledged hero. And I get that they've moved him a little forward in this film as well, but like he's really you know, it's funny because I really liked what if. But like the Thor that you see in What If is like, you know, the baby face Thor. Yep. Is like the jock. Thor, and there is no separation between that Thor and this live action one. Yeah, and that's I, and that's, di- that's different because they're supposedly different, two different people, right? Yeah, like, because they've had different different life experiences. Yeah, so like, it's very that to me is very, it it's it's funny in some sense, but then it's also like, yeah, that's getting old. No, it is. Like I the mean, the scene where he where he meets Sif. Yep. And she's missing an arm. Yeah. And she's like, leave me. I'm going to die. Played completely for Valhalla, He's like, you actually have to die in Valhalla, but maybe your arm will be there. And I was like, that's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so dumb, dude. And, and like, you were like, oh. that's the thing. I mean, and you're right. It does diminish his arc a bit because he like the first Thor movie was basically a fish out of water tale. Right. Right. So. It worked in that context. And he was also kind of young and arrogant, right? So that yeah. also works. That's fine. But by now, um, yeah, I don't... Well, like, watch watch Avengers Thor. Yes. He doesn't have many lines. Right. But watch Avengers Thor and then watch this Thor. Yes. They're, like, very, very different. Yes. Like, where, he, where they're arguing and he's sitting there laughing, he's like, you humans are so petty. Like... That is someone who's like kind of sitting above everyone, and now he's like, he blew, oh my god!" Yeah, well, it's like he became, yeah, Jeff Spicoli. Like he 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 got fat, you know, and now he's like whatever, and he's just like a dude, bro. Now, like, yeah. I don't, I yeah, I don't. It doesn't work for me. I prefer. Look, I love Ragnarok. Okay, I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. Yeah. Um, but I I do feel like at some point. Like, I would like him to get back to being Thor. Yeah. Like, you know, the Thor, and, you know, without the, and, and, you know, I, I said this when we, when we talked about Shazam, right? How one of my issues with that 
at the time was that I felt like at some point, like once, like he needed to become like a god, mm-hmm. and still not be joking, like yeah. in the serious moments. And like I'm gonna say the same thing about Thor. Like at some point, like you have to find a way if you want to incorporate humor. Because look, Chris Hemsworth is a naturally funny guy. Yeah. So if if you want to still incorporate humor, you could do it without having to make him like a buffoon. Right. Yeah. It, you know what's funny? So so for me, the moment where it switches, where the, the where actually the tone the tone kind of like gets a little bit more serious is after right after they leave omnipotent omnipotent city. Like where he has his confrontation with Zeus, yeah. And when he starts screaming at them, like, "What you know? What are you doing?" Blah blah. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to be the one to step up. And then you know he starts talking to the kids and like telling them, trying to comfort them. Like that's the moment where the movie kind of changes a little bit. Yes. And then he has the conversation with Jane about, "I can't, you know, I can't lose you. I love you." Blah blah blah. The you know the real acting starts to come in where he notices that she took she took the hammer and yes. he's like that's it, like all like that whole like maybe it's so it's maybe it's midway through second act, third act, is where it gets more Ragnarok esque maybe because I feel like first part of the film, like granted some of the shit was was funny like when he does the Van Damme split. Yeah, that's. The, I mean, that's not the none of the things. Yeah, it's not like there wasn't anything that worked. But there was, was like funny, there but, were too many other beats that yes. were like boom, 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 boom. You're like, all right, I, okay, okay, we're good. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think you're right. I think probably like midway through the second act and then the third act. I think it's where we we kind of find a little balance yes. and all of that stuff. And even the conversation that he has with Gore at the end. Is yeah, cool. yeah. There's you know. And even even like even how crazy as crazy as him, you know, him doing the power of Zeus or Thor with all you know, to all the kids. That was cute. Kind of a little over the top, but fucking cute. It was. I mean, I didn't. I had less of an issue with that. Yeah. Because of everything we had just seen, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, that like it was that's certainly where, a know, choice. Like, it's funny, it strikes the balance. He still whoops some ass. I think there's two. There was there a couple of things that like, and this is me being super nitpicky, but like the jumping into the crowd or the fight thing, where like he jumps and they kind of do this like pan back and they slow mo him jumping into like a crowd of things or fighting. Like I saw four of those in in <laughs> yes. Like we see it in Ragnarok too, where he jumps yes. into the th- you know, and he's got like all powered up and shit. Yeah, yeah. That he like Taika loves that scene, loves yeah. that that imagery because it pops up so many times in the movie. But but anyways, yeah, fine, B plus for sure. That's or B. Yeah, yeah B+. I I just I feel like I actually feel like there was a a much better movie somewhere here. Yeah, that they chose not to make because I I feel like or maybe they cut. Oh, maybe I don't know. I did see. I did see behind the scenes, uh, like they shot this of Gene going going to to uh, New Asgard and then like getting pulled up into the sky and like getting shocked and shit like that. 
Like there's there was some I guess some fan footage of of that scene of her being lifted up into the sky being turned into Thor. Yeah, versus I mean, just popping up. I think yeah. I mean, I think it would have been probably it's a probably a better movie for my tastes anyway. If you would have cut out a lot of the goofiness in the beginning, you still could have had some of it. But at some point, like we we get introduced to Jane Foster, reintroduced, and we see what she's going through. And then if there was just some way where like she could interact with Thor prior to being like Mighty Thor, and like the what she's going through is the thing that kind of snaps him out of being like an idiot. And then for like most of the movie, we get the Thor that we had like in the second half, you know, and we got more of gore and, and like I said earlier, you know, kind of being evil and stuff like that and more stuff maybe with the kids. Like, I feel like that's a, that would have been a better movie, mm. but instead they, they went, you yeah, know, he you're, went you're in a, a bump up, <clears throat> different bump up direction. Up. Yeah. He, he seemed that he, he needed Taika Waititi wanted to focus more on the laughs. Maybe he maybe he misjudged this maybe he felt that because Ragnarok was so you know did kind of surprisingly well mm. right at the time that maybe he felt like it was the laughs that drove that mm. and that he needed to just double down on it right but like that whatever you just described that thing with Jane Foot like that sounds cool like I would have liked to have seen that more than yeah. you know something goofy, some goofy thing that happened earlier in the movie, you know? Um, Even the stuff with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I didn't necessarily need that. Yeah, but we we did because we kind of needed to... uh, Well, I mean, I get it. I get why they did it. But, like, again, like, that could have been quicker. It could have been right in the very beginning. You know, like, I just... Or maybe the movie just could have been a little longer. Yeah, it is another short short film. You know, and and maybe we just could have... I just feel like we didn't... For my tastes, I didn't get enough of the stuff that I enjoyed in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. Like, I, I don't need... I want... I'd like Thor to be a little bit more balanced. And maybe yeah. he will be now, going forward. I, I mean, I hope so. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see about that. Um, um, you know, it's uh, it was an interesting choice to, to give him a, a child. Yes. Uh, but I'm cool with it. Whatever. I mean... It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, and I just hope though that that's not an excuse to make a a, a dad and daughter comedy. You know, where it's like Thor trying to raise a child, right? You know, like I mean, there, there again, there's a way you could tell that story where it's not just pure comedy, <laughs> um, right? And whatever, whatever they're gonna do with that story, I don't know, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. we did get the Thor will return. Thor will return. You know, yeah. and we did get the setup with Zeus in the post credits. Right. And Hercules. Hercules. Which. Fine. You know, whatever. Yeah. Like I said, I don't even, I put no stock in any of this shit anymore, like towards the, towards the end, because they're literally just using this as like, yep, we're going to introduce this character. Cool. All right. Might be, might be an antagonist for Thor in the next film. Probably, which who knows though when that is. I mean, yeah, we. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. I did. I did read something that Thor is supposed to pop up in Loki season two. Okay, but I don't know if it's this Thor. So like oh, that's that's the right. other thing, that's right? True. It's like there's the yep. different the different 
versions of Thor out there. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I did. Um, I think I did miss Loki too in this movie a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You got to kind of move on a little bit and stuff like that. But there is yeah. something about the dynamic, the brother. But, yeah, the between yeah. them that that I always loved. Yeah, I mean, and that's the that's the thing, right? So they downplayed. Didn't they down. I mean, yes, they did. Well, or they just subverted this idea that you know Thor is lonely, doesn't have Jane, doesn't have Loki, doesn't have his mother, doesn't have his father, doesn't have Asgard anymore. All that, all of that stuff is you know some of the some of the reasons why he he became Fat Thor. Um, you know, Korg talks about it, but in a very joking kind of way, and but like all of that stuff, you know, he he's isolated, he's lonely. You know, that's where a lot of this stuff is coming from. Uh, but we don't we don't really get into any of that, you know. Really, I mean, that's the whole reason why he's up there, zen-like, kind of floating on his mountaintop uh, to begin with, and then you know he's joined up with the Guardians of the Galaxy, well, all of that stuff. But like, we don't get into any of that, right? It's all glossed over with comedy and and like stupidity, right? Um, which again, I think I think <sighs> undermines some of the previous decisions with making him more of a serious character. Or a, a, I don't want to say overly serious, but like, you know what I mean? A little bit more legitimized. Yeah. Ragnar is just a, he's just like a, a dumb yeah. jock. Like it's like ogre from like revenge of the nerds. Yeah. And I, I think I'd kind of like Asgard to go back to being Asgard. It's getting there. Yeah. <laughs> See, seeing some gold spires and all that shit yeah. popping up. <clears throat> um, So, yeah, I mean, so if I had to rank this movie against the other Thor films, I would say that it's probably third. I mean, Thor The Dark World is still the worst for me. Yeah. Um, I have not seen the first Thor movie in a very long time. I I really enjoy the first. But I, I like, I remember, I mean, I... I mean, I always enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and I, I still really like Ragnarok a lot. Um, so it would be third. If I had to rank it against the other Phase 4 films to this point, it's probably also close to the bottom of the list. I mean, Eternals is still my least favorite mm-hmm. of the Phase 4 films. Um, so it really comes down to like Thor and Black Widow. And I, I, I totally forgot that Black Widow was a Phase Four film. Yeah, well, that's because it it kind of it is Yikes. and it isn't, right? Yeah. I mean, timeline wise, it isn't. But, um, I, 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 I think that Black Widow is probably a better film, like a more consistent film. But I, I thought that that movie was just kind of okay, also. Dude, I mean, you want to talk about comedy not landing? Yeah, I don't think that that movie had the, for me, the highs no. that this movie had. But it no. also, I don't know that it had the lows that this movie has either. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I have not rewatched Black Widow. So Black I, I, Widow is like just a, it's just like a baseless film. Yeah, so I don't know. So it, it, it's, but either way, it's it's there. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not, I don't like it. I, it, I think I would put, I would put Black Widow at the bottom, actually. Because it doesn't mean anything. I guess, but anything. that's not, I mean, that's, I'm just judging them based on the what was on the screen. 
Um, I just Eternals just did nothing for me at all. Nothing. There and was I, some. I mean, there was some striking visual stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, there's some cool things, and I guess in theory, probably cooler than certain things that were cooler than Black yeah. Widow. But but maybe because of the fact that Black Widow isn't Eternals was supposed to be like a big part of this, mm. and I don't really care to see most of those characters again. Mm. Whereas Black Widow was what it was. Maybe I'm. I, that's why I judge it a little differently, because mm. like Black Widow was. It, the stakes in that movie were not what you would, you know, what what the stakes in Eternals essentially were. So mm-hmm. judging it as a Phase Four film, uh, I'm going to be harder on Eternals because yeah. those characters were supposed to be important, and it was just a big whiff for me for the most part. I mean, there's a couple of characters that I really like, but they weren't ones that were focused on. Yep. Um. So I don't know, but but either way, it's it's in that it's. I certainly yeah. didn't like it as much as Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, or Shang-Chi. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, that's funny. I, at. I think Shang-Chi's like my favorite. Well, I mean, Shang-Chi's great because it, first of all, it's an origin story. So y- yeah. you can let them tell you the story a little bit more. And also, it it just was cool because it was different. Right, I mean, you yeah. had the, the Bro, martial I, I arts stuff. My and, eyes on Shang-Chi. Yeah, I mean, there's it's a great movie. Um. You know, whereas it's, you know, it's tough to compare because what, what they were going for in that movie is a lot different than what, like, Spider-Man No Way Home is yeah. supposed to be, obviously, right? Um, so it's it's a tough comparison to make. Yeah. But, but the, you know, I mean, Shang-Chi's like better than Doctor Strange in the Multiverse. I liked it yeah. better than Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, so it's it's up there for me. I just, you yeah. know. It's funny. It's just like that third act gets a little crazy with the yeah. demon thing. but yeah. But other for for what it's worth, I mean, the the conflict between him and Win Wu and and the thing with his mom and all that yeah. shit. I mean, and you want to talk about good comedy? Yes, Tre- Trevor is like chef's kiss. That good. and even even Aquafina was you know her yeah, stuff is good because yeah. but again it that stuff the context fits. of it, it, yeah, fits. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah it fits within the the movie. Um, and that, so that's why, yeah, that's why I didn't have a problem with yeah. any of that. But it would probably be like Shang Chi, Spider Man, because of just what it what it is. Multiverse of Madness, Thor, and Eternals, and then Black Widow at the bottom. Like I said, Black Widow to me is like pointless villain, pointless story. Some really wonky stuff happening. Don't really buy the whole family dynamic thing. So, there wasn't anything that like stands out to me as like, holy shit, that was so cool to see. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because it's the it's the only one that I didn't see in theaters too. You know. So, but uh, but yeah, I'd well, have we didn't to... have a choice to see. The no, theaters. obviously. <laughs> But I, you know, I, I, so I, that, you know, but either way, the point is it's not, this movie is not in the upper echelon of Thor films or phase four films for me, uh, is where I'm going with all this. So for the most part, I mean, phase four films are fine. I mean, yeah, you know, again, you know, the, I mean, yeah, I mean, because you had a really successful. I mean, they're, they're like it's they're like ranking in the. I'd say collectively, it's like a B plus so far. And then if you want to tack on the shows, 
you know, WandaVision, technically Phase Four. Yeah, I, I really, I still, I still really like WandaVision. I still really, really like WandaVision. I just Actually, rewatched a, I that. I, I rewatched that again too a couple weeks yeah. ago. The more I, yeah, the more I rethink because I've watched, I've watched it twice over because like I watched it before my wife did, and then she, we watched it together, so I watched it technically twice. I really like WandaVision. Yeah, um, I still want that. I still wish we could get, like, I want Paul Bettany in a yeah, sitcom. More vi- yeah. yeah, more vision. Like a um, 50s sitcom. Yeah. Um, you know, I know how you feel about Moon Knight. Yeah. But Loki, Loki top notch, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that was great. Hawkeye was fun. Yeah. You know, Miss Marvel. Uh, has got like one episode that's a little wonky, but like for the most part, it's great. I like it. I liked it. Um, it does some really, really cool shit. So yeah, I'd say we're doing okay. Yeah, I mean, and the thing with Ms. Marvel is that like she's at least going to be seemingly an important character. Oh yeah. Whereas Moon Knight, you know, you don't, we don't Who know if we're, we're ever going to see where the hell that's going to, which go. still is weird. To me, that they even did that show. Yeah. Like, because of, like, how connected this stuff is supposed to be, and it's like, I, I'm still trying to figure out what that was. It's like, like the what God's the thing, though. Like, so th- that's the thing. Like, I feel like these shows are connecting. They're meant to connect to these films in weird ways. Right. So, like, obviously, WandaVision connects to Doctor Strange. Uh... I I feel like maybe Moon Knight is meant to connect to some of this Thor stuff because it like rejiggers our our thinking around gods. You know if if you know what I'm saying and like that whole city. It w- would have been interesting to see uh, what's his name. Uh, God, why why can't I think of the god's name from Moon Knight? The bird guy, whatever. Uh, would have been interesting to see him see him there. Um, I think Shang Chi and Miss Marvel are connected, um, and I won't spoil that for you because I know you haven't seen all of it. Um, but actually, so you, you know she's got the bangle. So like the bangle, I think is is cosmic, and so is Shang Chi's bangle. Um, so I think those two things are are a thing, um, and are connected to each other. Um, plus when, when they find, uh, when the clandestines find the bangle, it's in a tomb of the 10 rings. So there's some, there's obviously some connective tissue there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think that there's, you know, they're doing some really interesting stuff again, kind of thinking about growing certain sects of this universe, you know, with different aliens and different dimensions and all this other stuff. So, I mean, this is just kind of where it is right now. Every show, every piece of content is sprinkling a little more, kind of revealing, giving us a peek more behind the curtain. Um, I don't know if you read or heard anything about the finale of Miss Marvel. I, I have. You have? Yes. Yes. So, like, what specifically? You say it. Well, <laughs> I know that I they... they determined uh, or announced or whatever that she's a mutant 
Yeah. 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 In a big way. Uh, in a subtle but slash. And they played the. Yes, they a did. Bit from the X Men animated yes, show theme, yeah. which is fun. It was really cool. It was really cool. Uh, so so yeah, I mean they're coming. You know, mutants are coming, and and like that's really that, you know that's that's interesting stuff. Yeah. And then, and then there's an interesting you know post credits scene as well. Okay. Yeah, I still have to catch up with that. I've been busy catching up on some of the other shows I needed to catch up on. So now I'm finally done with Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Um, and I've caught up with the Orville, which is still ongoing, but I've caught up to the most recent episode. So I've been loving both of those shows. So uh, now I could finally maybe settle in and get to Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Did you uh, see The Boys? Yeah, that I've been watching. You finished it? Yeah. <sighs> and it's going to be a spinoff now of that. Yeah, was it with the world? That was the like the college or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Superheroes and whatnot. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I'd like but to here's the interesting that. thing, though, is that so um, Eric uh, Kripke, the you know showrunner, whatever. Yeah, <coughs> he said that the season th- like next season or this season of The Boys is gonna like lead into Varsity, which is the spinoff. Right, and then. Varsity is going to carry over into season four of The Boys. Wow. So basically saying, like, watch Varsity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, any of the characters popping up? I, it, I, I didn't. So? No, I I would think maybe. Yeah. Right. Like, like maybe, maybe a train. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. What, what, a, what, what a season. Yeah. I mean, they're just. Yeah, I mean they've gone what a season. all in oh, on this shit. show, you know. Yeah. yeah, glory as hell, crazy as hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no. So how how? Because I don't, I don't, I haven't read any of the any of the books. Like how how uh, to the books is uh, is the show? Well, it's it's different. I know it takes different storylines, right? Like different storylines, it's changed up certain things. Certain characters are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, they just so I, I haven't read any of the boys in a very very long time. You know, like it, it's been a while since I have read. I didn't read the whole run. Mm-hmm. I read like the early stuff, um, but like if I remember correctly. I'm pretty sure that like they have like they're they're a little late to the dance on like getting them powers. Mm-hmm. Cuz I'm pretty sure they had them early on in the books. Um but uh, yeah, I mean it's it's different. It's different. I mean it, it's not something that I like with with Preacher that was something that I had read like multiple times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the boys I read um cuz I love Garth Ennis and but I didn't like read the whole run and I didn't read it like multiple times like I did with preacher. Mm-hmm. So I'm not as familiar. So like I'm I, for me, it's just like, whatever, you know, tell right. me however, whatever version of the story you want to tell me, you know? Mm. Um, but it, it's, it's different enough. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, mm. it, this is a show that, has really become mainstream, which is ironic because p- 
people years, a few years ago would have told you that could never happen. Yeah, you know, so one, bad. you would never be able to make a show like this, and two, it would never be have like crossover appeal. Yeah, you know, and it's one of the great things about streaming. Yeah, it's you know, awesome. Networks weren't really going to do wild this shit, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, I, uh, I spent my time watching, like I said, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is probably, you know, so it's not a fair comparison because it's only 10 episodes and so it's the shortest, like first season of any like live action Star Trek show, but it's, it's probably not even probably, I'd say it's one of the best first seasons of any Star Trek show. Mm -hmm. Star Trek, for those of you who who don't necessarily know, uh, after the original series, Star Trek was known for not having very successful first seasons, meaning like creatively successful. Mm -hmm. The first season of The Next Generation is a mess. Really, the first couple of seasons of that show are kind of messy. Uh, and that sort of defined its way in the third season. Um, the first season of Deep Space Nine, which is one of my favorite TV shows of all time, is not a mess, but the show certainly gets better a couple of seasons in. Uh, Voyager was never really a, a huge fan of that show, but yeah, it, it's that that's also a show that got better as it went on. And the first season of Enterprise was messy. That show found its way in the third season. And even with Star Trek Discovery, um, the first season was not its best season because it, it still, you know, they, they had made the huge um, creative change from Brian mm-hmm. Fuller. He got, he was axed and, and so like they were still dealing with like the fallout from wherever he was taking the show and they were starting to like reinvent it on the fly. So it it was a little uneven in that first season and then found its way a little bit more in the second season. And to me, the third and fourth seasons have been really great. But this show just hit its mark. This season was fantastic, this first Mm -hmm. season. It was very Star Trek, uh, really just true to the spirit of what Star Trek is. Um, Love the cast, love the acting, love the stories that they were telling. Can't wait for season two of that. And then I've I caught up with the Orville, which is seven episodes into its third season, and that show is absolutely fantastic. Um, absolutely adoring this season, loving the longer episodes, uh, the some of the stories that they're telling. What what I love about what they're doing, really this season in particular, is that they're doing the classic Star Trek thing of taking science fiction, taking the future, taking alien races. And using that to tell stories that are reflective of today's society, which is what good science fiction is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you do it in a way that can be a little disarming because it's a lot different when aliens are talking about certain things as opposed to humans in modern day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been loving that. And uh, yeah, so I need to catch up with Ms. Marvel now and finally get to Stranger Things because I just haven't had time to do any of that although i i I for some reason thought this was the end nah yeah it's uh and apparently it's not yeah so that that kind of was like a little womp womp Uh, i'll tell you what do we need a little womp oh you wanted to attend yeah kind of i'm a little uh yeah a little i mean this shit is long yeah those last two episodes are like a three-hour movie yeah yeah 
but I watched I watched it all in one sitting. Nice. Man, I was so tired. Paid that. Paid the price for that one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's good. I, I enjoyed it. I, I you know. I thought it was an interesting. I mean, look, everyone's listening to that Kate Bush song like it's going out of style. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that and, and Master of Puppets, which apparently became a thing again. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it it has its. Uh, and I hear people talking about that shit in the street, like still. Mm. Like I heard someone today, as a matter of fact, I was at the zoo. My kids. Sat, sat down on the Asia monorail train at the Bronx Zoo, for those of you who have ever been there. And a, a bunch of, you know, like 20-something-year-old people were like, man, I look like L from Stranger Things. Oh, Vecna, blah, blah, blah. I was like, holy cow. Still a thing. Hmm. So. Yeah. Um, all right, so before we get out of here, a couple other bits that we didn't get a chance to discuss. Captain America 4 has a director, Julius Ona. Mm. Um, and uh, apparently it's going to be written by Malcolm Spellman, who uh, I guess was the head writer for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And of course, obviously, Sam Wilson, that's going to be his first actual Captain America movie, right? Yeah. Uh, Daredevil and Kingpin. Apparently, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio are going to be back in Echo. Yeah. So that's exciting. I'm stoked for that. Yeah. And uh, did you see see that uh, the Andor series... Is going to be two seasons, twelve episodes each. Uh, no. Yes, so that, that's interesting. That is. Hmm. It's going to take place over a year. In yeah, season heard, season yeah, one every is going to is like like a jump in time. Yeah, season one is going to be a year. Like it's going to take place over the course of a year, and then season two is going to cover four years. Huh. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Sure. And uh, also, the uh, the Obi Wan series apparently was supposed to be a film trilogy. I did hear that. And season one was basically what the first film was going to be. Mm. So, it's interesting. Um. Yeah, so it, it, real quick on Obi-Wan, it, it, it's interesting, man. So my, my brother, not a Star Wars fan like me at all, had to stop watching the show. Stopped, watch, stopped watching Obi-Wan. Why? Because <laughs> he's like, <laughs> that's good. he's definitely my brother. He he said, uh, had to stop after, after uh, Obi-Wan and... Uh, and Vader first meet each other. And I'm like, well, why? He's like, why is Vader playing a game of hide and seek when he can just grab this guy and choke him out and kill him? Okay. <laughs> and how did Reva get to the end of that tunnel when Leia's been running for like 15 minutes through the tunnel? 
I'm like, yeah. And he goes, and I already know how this story ends. <laughs> so this is a uh, genetic thing. This is in the blood. Yeah. This is our Medichlorians yeah. firing on all all cylinders, man. Yeah. I had to laugh. Wow. Laugh, man. <laughs> I'm like, well, you should definitely stick around for episodes five and six. He's like, I don't know about this, man. He's like, does this even matter? Does this show even matter? I'm like, <clears throat> for non-Star Wars fans, probably not. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine if you're a non-Star Wars fan, why would you would be watching this show I anyway mean, a lot or of any Star Wars? I guess, but I don't. Yeah, uh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I but I mean, does you know theoretically that you know does any prequel matter? If you want to look at it no. that way, no. I mean, not not maybe maybe not. I mean, some can depending on the direction that they go. Like if they set, if they set it, you know, it, you know, it's based on events that happened in the past, but it's kind of focuses on different characters. And yes, it could, sure, mm-hmm. right. But prequels involving characters that we know well and we know where they end, they don't necessarily matter. No. Uh, but that's just inherent to it. But that doesn't mean you can't tell good stories, though. That's true. Yeah. I mean, there have been good prequels, you know, yeah. before. Yeah. But uh, so also, uh, it looks like casting for the new James Bond is two, two years away. <laughs> They're gonna let it go. So I mean, like they're gonna, they won't revisit it. Until well, it, the, the quote here, and this was from Deadline, uh, was nobody's in the running. We're reinventing who he is, and that takes time. I'd say filming is at least two years away, and you know, probably casting around mm-hmm. that same time. So they're reinventing the character mm. for whatever that's worth, whatever that means. Sure. Yeah. Because Ian Fleming didn't write a whole bunch of books about the character. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Sure. Uh, I mean, they can't just let it die. And I don't know why they'd want to reinvent the character, but it's probably like figuring out how to make him more relevant for a new generation. Well, that's probably what they mean. That's exactly what they mean. Yeah. 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 And that's okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you know. You want to do that. Also, you don't want it to be a continuation of what came no. before either, right? Because it's like, well, then we just saw this, you know, and that's why, like, you know, that's why it's important to continue to kind of change the tone and the feel of that character. Yeah. Um, you know, because, you you know, the Daniel Craig thing was a specific thing. Yep. And it was in response to. Yeah. Sorry. Films like Jason Bourne. Stuff like that that were gritty and dark were the buzzwords of the time. Yeah, and it was also an isolated it was a self contained story. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you, you would have to figure out a way to kind of reinvent the character because it's like, well, where are they going with it? Right. Are we gonna start from the beginning again? Yeah. Like how are they gonna inter- clearly this is a new bond, it's gonna be a new beginning regardless of where in the timeline the character is, you know, like, I think that's the stuff they have to figure out too. Right. You know, because we, we are, this isn't, you know, a direct continuation of anything or any of that. So yeah, they need to, they need to like, yeah, they need to reshape. Yeah. 
the character. They got to reshape you, you, you the universe. Have foundations. The skeletons. The skeleton is going to be the same. Sure. More or less. Yeah. Well, you hope. The gadgets. Anyway. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Money penny there. Yes. Is M there? Yes. Right. You and and who, if so, who are they? How how are we going to portray them? Right. You know. Right. But like, who is Bond, and what point in his career? Do we go full on espionage? Do we? How do we stay away from Ethan Hawke? Ethan Hunt. Sorry, I was gonna Ethan. say. I was like, wow, Ethan yeah, Hawke. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Ethan Hunt and all that good stuff, but still be Bond. Yeah. All right. I have faith in them. Sure. It'll be fine. It's like the same family who's hold held on to the rights for Bond forever. Yeah. For Coley. Yep. Passed down from father to daughter. Yeah. There's actually an inter- interesting uh, uh, documentary, uh, documentary on, uh, what is it called? All or Nothing? I think it's called. Uh, yeah. I think it's called All, All or Nothing. Something like that. But it's about it's about the rights and... The story and the history of Bond. It's actually really good. A good mm. something to watch. Cool. Oh, and also I saw the thing where apparently... So apparently John Krasinski is not going to continue to be Reed Richards. Sure. Because they're casting for sure. a younger... Oh, a younger Reed, Reed Richards? Richards? Well, apparently. Oh, because he had kids. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about the leak? Wakanda uh, Forever? No. Apparently, Doctor Doom pops up. There's like some sort of leaked footage or leak image, I okay. should say, of a fully realized Doctor Doom. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's supposed to pop up and like Namor is supposed to be there. Well, that, uh, yeah, that we knew. Ironheart, I think. Yeah. Supposed to be there. But yeah, I mean, I forget how close that film is. <laughs> yeah. That uh, film is, is but a few months away and it is the next MCU film. Yeah, I yeah, it is. Um, it's just a weird, uh, you know. Yeah. I, I got yeah, I, I know what you're saying, dude, like for me, like the Chadwick Boseman thing. That's, yeah, man, that's hard for me. It is. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I guess let's, I'll, let, I'll see what they do with this movie. I don't want to jump to conclusions. Yeah. But I, I, there's a part of me that now, you know, a couple of years later, I, I almost feel like they would have been better off recasting the role. Mm. Um,. You know, they've done it before, now for different reasons, obviously. Right. But, um, and and let's see what they do. Like, I, I would, I, you know, maybe by the end of the movie, they pass the, the torch on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But I, I would, you know, I would like to see an actual Black Panther character exist, especially if we're going to have movies called Black Panther. Right. Um, I don't necessarily need, you know, to be the, about the spirit of Black Panther. So, right. you know, and again, we'll see what happens by the end of the movie. 
uh, you know, uh, I don't want to make any assumptions, but it, it is weird because it's like I, I just literally have no idea what I'm about to go see. Right. You know, and maybe as as it gets closer, you know, now that Thor is out of the way, maybe we'll start to see a little bit more marketing uh, ramp up for this. But like, I just it's it is funny that the movie is what it comes out when in November, November, November. So we're like four months away. And I, I really still have very little idea of what this movie is about. There was a synopsis that I think out that was released. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can find this fast. So we can let you guys get out of here. Uh, plot. <sighs> okay, here it is. I think this is it. Um, nope. This is not it. This is. Uh, I thought I, maybe it maybe it was leaked. And I'm, I don't really want to. Yeah, you don't want to go down that. I don't want to go down that road. Well, hopefully something something will be shared about it. But I don't. Yeah, there, I don't know if uh, if there's actually been like a synopsis for the film released yet. Yeah, I mean, I've, I haven't really seen anything other than, like, I know Namor's in it, and I know, you know, you know, we know that the rest of the characters from Wakanda are involved, and... Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just a strange... The existence of this film is strange. I mean, I would like to think that they have some big plans, or else you wouldn't make the movie. Yeah. Right? Um. So, I, I would think it probably... And with the same director, no less. Correct. Who I have a lot of faith in. Yes. So. And I, again, I don't think he would make the movie just to make it. No. You know, just to, to cash in on the success of the first one. Like, I, I would have to think that they they have some big ideas for this. Mm-hmm. Um, especially placing it where they placed it, you know, on the docket. Right. So, we'll see. But it's just it's just strange. Like it's strange for me to kind of get excited about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are there are a bunch of films that are that are uh, you know slated for uh, for November that we don't know shit about. Yeah, but it's just it's the movie's called Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we know next to nothing except for that. No, but I mean, like there's no Black Panther in it. Well, that's not true. We don't know that. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, that's, I guess, my point is, like, I don't... But I know for a fact that the Black Panther that it's named after ain't in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it's almost like you they would have been better off just calling it Wakanda forever. Right. You know, again, that's why I'm I'm kind of have hopes that there's some things planned and that by the end of the movie, things will make sense. You know, because it, it would be unusual to call it, you know, to have a movie called Black Panther that doesn't have... A Black Panther. Yeah, or, or yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. But Yeah, I, w- I wonder who they, uh, who who becomes... I mean, so I would think somebody's going to. Yeah. Like, um, isn't Shuri? 
I, it could be. Yeah. That's what people, that's what I think a lot of people believe. Assume. Yeah. yeah. And that would be cool. But, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see. November we is, hell, we almost out of July. Yes. Coming fast. Yeah. All right. All righty. So on that note, uh, you can go to thefanboygarage.com and check out all of our stuff. And you can join the conversation on the social media, the Facebook, the Instagram, and the Twitter. Talk to us about Marvel Fatigue at the Fanboy Garage. And you can find me on Twitter at RealCLMighty. And you can find me on Twitter at Aaron Speaks. Thank you again for listening to episode 178 of the Fanboy Garage. We will catch you guys next time. So long.